I'll just forgot about forgot about Dev. You know, it's like forgot about Dre, but forgot about yeah. Yeah, (laughs) You get it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, I I listen to rap music. (laughs) (laughs) That's the cold open. Today, uh, today was probably the best day of work ever that I have ever had in my entire what ten year, twelve, twelve, no, almost fourteen year career of having a job. Uh, no, probably. Well, who gives a shit? I've worked for way too long of my life at this point already. That's true. Uh, worked a lot longer than me. Yeah, I've had a job since... I had, well, I had a little tiny-ass job when I was 14, and that went away, and then I got one when I was 15. I was a little bit, little, you know, a little bit, a little bit better, uh, pay-wise, not anything else-wise. Terror. Yep, I worked, I worked for a grocery store where I spent a lot of time in the trash, and then in the uh, maybe uh, vegetable and fruit section, and maybe I, you know, had to walk past those areas in order to go wash my hands. So if customers ask for my help, I can't say no. Um, anyways, but today was probably the best day at work because I walked in and they were like, "Oh, Nikki, the systems are down." I was like, oh, "That sucks." But usually it's two hours. We've already been open for an hour and a half, so chances are another thirty minutes be whatever. Not the case. All day, whole day, didn't work. Never worked. Not a single thing. We were the only, we we're the only branch in the company that it was like that. Everyone else was either fine or their problem was fixed within a few hours. Our entire day was me just going, "So sorry, no one can help you." And I never realized how good I am at that. I'm real good at telling people no. And as all the people would complain and everything, I had all the perfect responses and it felt good. Some people made great points. Some people said, what kind of moron would stay open if none of their systems work? That's, a, I was very, like, that's a-, a very valid point. Oh, oh, and I was like, you make a very, very good point, but they've forced us to stay open because these two ATMs only can take up to 500, but those three can go up to 3,000. And if anything were to turn back on, then we can get right back to work. But trust me, I also don't want to be here. And then everything was all cool. Everyone was cool. Last cut, cu- last two customers of the day were the biggest assholes of the day. The first one I've helped multiple times, and he is always an asshole. He has never been nice. It's just not his mo. Uh, a celebrity? No, he's just a crotchety old man. Damn it. Uh, and he, I was explaining everything is down, so we can't help you. Unfortunately, so sorry. But you got 15 minutes. You can go to two other locations that are literally 30 second drives. I know you have a car, so you can do it if you want to. Or just come on back tomorrow. And he goes, you know, the world used to not run on electronics. And I was like, mm-hmm, I know. <laughs> the world also used to run on <laughs> you want. And he just mm-hmm, is like, I know. Yeah, he's just like all pissed about it. Oh, I would like to point out, I am one, I'm very nice to all of our customers. I am a sassy fucking bitch at work. Do not come for me because I will end your life. Like he's like, mm-mm, 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 uh-uh, these customers, I keep talking like this. I have so many coworkers who got the press on nails. They let me borrow them sometimes. We're good to go. But anyways, he's all bitching at me. And I'm like, man, sorry, man. I can't do anything. And he's just like, well, your hands work, don't they? You could write a slip of paper and fill out everything. And I was like, okay, but – all of your accounts are connected to our servers, which are currently down. So I can't do anything. So none of your money will go in until tomorrow when I can actually put it into the server. And he was like, well, what am I supposed to do? And I was like, enjoy the rest of your day. It's all you can do. I got nothing else for you. He leaves. 
a lady comes in. I'm telling her the same thing. She starts yelling at me how like this is the first time she, all week she's been able to get out on time because we close an hour early now instead of like being closed at six. We close at five. And I'm like, I know I'm really sorry. I was like, but it's just today. And she starts yelling at me and she goes and yells at a couple other my coworkers. And I'm apologizing, trying to be super nice. And she says, as I'm apologizing, shut the fuck up and a word I will not repeat. Ooh. A lot of my gay friends are very mad. Ooh. In LA? Ooh. Oh, hell yeah. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and say this right here, right now. More times in LA than anywhere else in my life has that word been used on. He also works in like a very. Uh... I, li- I work in the second richest neighborhood in Los Angeles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, y'all can Google it. They all suck. And I said it to a couple of their faces. They're nicer to me. So I say it. I'm like, yeah, a lot of you guys suck around here. Uh, but anyways, so she's yelling at me, calls me said words. And without a hesitation, I went from, I'm so sorry to what did you just say to me? Everyone stopped what they were doing. Customers stopped what they were doing. My employee, like all of my coworkers stopped and the lady started crying. And I was like, why are you crying? She was like, you just yelled at me. And I said loud so everyone can hear. Did you not just hear what came out of your mouth towards me? And those tears went in reverse, right up back into them eyes. Because everybody heard she's her. a witch. Yeah, she's Crocodile a witch. tears. Crocodile tears went right back up in there. Wait, was, and, was it Nancy Boy? No, it was a different. <laughs> although, uh, wait, have I told you about Nancy? No. <laughs> it was Nancy. There's a customer named. He was asking if if he called you a a Nancy. No, it rhymes with uh, tag, hag, bag, and shag. Uh, But then she said she added the butt on it as well. Um, Lag butt, lag butt. She called me a lag butt, and I was hence why I got so upset so quickly. Um, and she very never heard that insult before. (laughs) You know what I meant at the end. She would. She added uh, at the end. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. She said it the worst way possible. Oh, I get it now. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Like, come on, man. Are you kidding me? I knew what she was saying from the minute. I did not get it. I didn't. My girl didn't even abbreviate here. She went full on enunciation and everything. That's why I all the letters. Every letter. All the look. For those of you who may be confused, like Jay, those of you listening at home, yeah, okay, I was gonna say she called you a bundle of sticks. Oh, that too. There you yeah, go. That too. It's funny because uh, uh, that word is used frequently throughout uh, the Lord of the Rings books, yeah, uh, which were written like in the 30s, and it, it, yeah, and, but it uh, specifically also, is talking about the bundle of sticks, just like also, how in. Uh, in the UK, that's what they call cigarettes. Yes, because I was in I was in London um, a year and a half ago, and uh, this is sad because it was like two homeless guys. But this guy, this one homeless guy, picked up a uh, a whole cigarette off the ground, like an unsmoked whole cigarette, and he was like, "Look, a full." And I'm not gonna say the word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that the lady snapped. All right, well, she's she had snapped. I snapped back. She cried. I pointed out that she does not have the right to cry, and she immediately stopped and just walked away, didn't apologize, just walked away with her head between her legs, and the people at the ATM turned and looked at me, and I was like, guys, I'm so sorry I was like that, and one of them was like, wow, Nikki, you really are from Chicago. I was like, yes, and don't you ever forget that, baby boy. Fuck that, and then man. I went home. 
Because <laughs> everyone, oh, everyone out here is afraid of me because they hear I'm from Chicago. They're like, oh, Nikki's from Chicago. He's seen. I don't even know, dude. Uh, I have no idea. You are so. Soft. I know. It's, it's like whatever. <laughs> but anytime. Oh, I also walk around with. I also walk around with pork, homie. I got my little knife comb, and everyone, I people legit have thought it was a real knife. I'm like, it's a comb. Calm down. But anytime Bob tells people that he's from Chicago, they go, "Oh, what suburb?" They, that's it. They don't even go, "Oh my God, Chicago!" That's racist. I'm gonna say something borderline racist. I am. I have to say it. Nikki, the fact that you have a switchblade comb is the most like Hispanic Latino <laughs> thing. Oh, really? I got like nine of these. I mean, I'm sorry. It feeds into a, a stereo. I got nine of these <laughs> in the worst I, way. They're everywhere in my house. I've I've broken these. I wear I use them so often. <laughs> Did you tell people that you were inspired friend, by West Side Story? My, yeah, my, exactly. I'm Puerto best, Rican, baby. Uh, it's perfect. Growing up, his, uh, his family was like originally from Mexico and like him and both of his brothers had those. Like every switchblade like, Latino person I've ever known has had a, a switchblade comb. And when you pulled that out, it was just like, yes, yeah, yep. I have my little switchblade comb, my uh, my leather jacket, and my uh, my dancing shoes, so I can make sure I hit my pirouettes correctly. Uh, when you when you when you uh, when you have a dance off rumble in the hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are a Nancy boy. Uh, yeah, this Nancy boy will stab you with his with his comb. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, I truly like afterwards though. My boss looked at me and she was like, "You are a hundred percent in the right." Please don't yell at our customers. I was like, "You heard what that woman said," and there is no way I would get in trouble from what she just said to me. And at no point did I yell back at her too much. I was forceful stern but caring like a mother yeah because if you got in trouble for that or like you lost your job like i can i can confirm this with lauren but like i'm pretty confident you have a lawsuit on your hands for uh yeah uh oh no my work environment not to get not to get too into the details because it's it it isn't actually as bad as it might sound but my job loves me right now because we had to file three different harassment complaints on my behalf so Uh, again, it wasn't too bad except for the one who followed me outside of work, but she was a drug addict and kind of crazy. So it was less so. Um, but yeah, my, I don't think I'm getting fired anytime soon. Cause they feel real bad for how terrible I've been treated the last couple of months. What a fascinating it's, world. Again, nowhere near as bad as the sentences themselves make it sound, but I'm in real good graces at my job. I'm also very good at my job. <laughs> Which is getting people to leave. Right. <laughs> I was gonna say, it's, it's pointing at the pointing at the ATM and then asking people to leave if they don't want to use the ATM. Get away! <laughs> Wait, really quick. One customer I had mentioned he could use the ATM. He was like, "Again with the ATMs! You guys are always telling me to use the fucking ATMs." He's like, "I don't want to use the ATMs. What do I need to use the ATMs for?" And I was like, "Well, it's always good to know how to use the ATM, just in case." Like today, all our computers are broken, and I can't help you. I can show you how to do it. And Low he key, like, I mean, it 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 baffles me that you have so many people like that come into the bank. Like, oh yeah, it's ridiculous. And it's also the thing that happens is like we get like truly we get like four or five hundred people <clears> that come inside every single day. But what will happen is most of them go to the ATMs or they'll like walk in ask for something that we can't do and then leave so it's not like ridiculous 
the actual people you help are probably like the same hundred people. Because I I get customers that come in six seven times a week. A a couple weeks ago, I set foot in a bank for the first time in like two years because I got money out at the ATM, and it was a wedding gift. And it was in denominations that I needed to be changed into singular denominations as opposed to like a giant wad. And yeah. so I had to go in and ask them to change it out for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We get those people too. But no, I, I, when I used to work, I used to work at a branch that was next to uh, a college. I didn't do shit at that branch. This, this branch. People have way too much time in their hands that live in this neighborhood. That's all I'm going to say. Because sometimes they come in just to like, see what's up. And I'm like, bitch, we're in the middle of a pandemic. What are you doing here? Do not come in just to say hello. It's weird. A lady came in the other day and just gave us a bag of chocolates. Not chocolates she made. Not like fancy chocolates. Just a bag of like loose chocolate she found. And I was like... (laughs) No, no, we tossed that's some, so that's cool. some creepy Halloween shit, man. I, it was just like, what is this? Welcome it. to the Nikki's Job is Weird podcast. Uh, we've been doing this for 13 minutes now. Yeah, I like how you were like, <laughs> real quick, one, one more thing, real, real quick. quick. Like, we've been talking for 13 minutes, thing. nothing that you said was real quick. I was hoping that we would, uh, that like it would just kind of go silent and the conversation was gonna end because then I was gonna be like, and that was talking Nikki's job. <laughs> <laughs> like I was just like, oh shoot, we were talking a lot oh, longer than I expected. Oh my goodness! Well, thank you for sharing, Nicholas. For those of you who are Wildlife. out there, don't work at banks. Um, don't don't work in customer service. It turns out people are not nice, especially when you wear a uniform. They think of you as a lesser. And that's why I don't wear pants when I work. Welcome back, y'all. This is episode one fifty two of NBA. Like who bear the, po- the <laughs> podcast that tries to talk about NBA shit, but mostly we just talk about Nikki's job. Uh, yeah. I am your host, Jay Keelan. We need content, aka you know, so. the J Network. Uh, my brother from the West Coast. Introduce yourself, Ooh. sir. <laughs> Nikki Keelan, aka Maurice's Pieces Spites. <laughs> Spates. That's his last name. Spates. Sorry, I was just so focused on not accidentally saying Reese's Pieces again. (laughs) I always say Reese's Pieces. Sure. Because everybody from Illinois does it, and you're fucking wrong. It infuriates me. (laughs) Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. Pieces. It rhymes. Reese's Pieces. It's not Reese's Pieces. Pieces isn't a fucking word. (laughs) It's Pieces or Reese's, man. I swear to God, it's a real thing. Reese's Pieces. You're right, but you're wrong. Reese's Pieces kind of buttercups. <laughs> My brother with less melanin. Introduce yourself, sir. Brent just texted me from the other room and said, you're wrong. Also, what up? It's Tad, <laughs> a.k.a. Mookie Sunblock, a.k.a. Smush Parkour. I love you, Lauren. <laughs> Thank you for correcting him. Um, <clears throat> boy, guys, um, I had a very, I had a very, uh, I had an interesting week this week, just thinking through the fact that I don't know what we're going to do now. Season's over. I don't think the NBA season's coming back till March. And uh, all we have for the winter is football once a week, twice, three times a week. We're going to start breaking news. We're going to have to. We're gonna have to. Yeah. We're gonna become NBA insiders. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Look, look out, Woj. 
The yay number Jay, is coming Jay, your way. Jay, you've got like an inch maybe on Adam Schefter's. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If he ever wants to do this podcast, if we ever got big enough where we get Adam Schefter, he's like, aren't you guys who keep talking me short? Like, yeah, well, we're short like, just like you, man. Come on. ESPN like let go of a bunch of people and then they like had him and maybe they still do sometimes that I haven't seen him on one on a broadcast in a while but like they had him doing like sideline reporting for NBA games and it, it was just so bad like broke it apart yeah there's certain dudes like they let out Ariel Hawani do it too he wasn't terrible but it was a little awkward um but yeah I don't know guys like season's over season's over um for the listeners at this point you probably know the Lakers are NBA champions they are bubble champions LeBron has won his fourth championship uh they beat the Heat in six games um, in what I feel pretty comfortable saying was a, an entertaining finals. Look, hold on. I got to say one thing real quick. I was kind of curious whatever happened to like Israel Gutierrez. You may, um, sure I do remember him. He's on Dan Levitard frequently and he used to do like, uh, NBA reporting, but he, he, it, he I haven't seen him in a while. So I, I Googled him and, uh, when you Google him, you know, a few photos come up, bro is shredded, <laughs> shredded. <laughs> really? Like literally. To the I'm, day, I'm telling you, if you're listening to this right now, go Google Israel Gutierrez. I'm telling you two to do it right now. Oh, I'm doing it. Trust dude me, dude is cut, man. I want to see some ripped goot. <laughs> weird thing, to say. yeah, ripped goot. Um, <laughs> Gutierrez, yeah, no, I got it, but um, what was I gonna say? Anywho, um, yeah, I mean, six games. Oh. Fairly entertaining series, um, I think. I, I don't know if you guys agree, but uh, I think I think pretty, so. three three yes, three no. Yeah. Overall, it was a pretty competitive series, uh, entertaining to say the least. Maybe not competitive, but it was definitely entertaining to say the least. Um, I want to start by talking about Game Five, which was the game that the internet kind of lost their mind over, and arguably, I mean, it's pretty much unprecedented. It was the best game of the series, hands down. Um, Tad, we'll start with you. Watching that game five on Friday night, um, talk to me about the effort that the Heat uh, displayed that evening. I think that might have been the most complete game the Miami Heat played all through the playoffs, and they had some really good ones. That was, quite frankly, one of the best displays. Like It was gritty. And it was tough and they like just battled the entire game. And like every time you thought maybe like the tide was going to turn, they just continued to close the door. It's like LeBron was like sticking his foot in and Jimmy was like hitting it with a hammer and like, get the fuck out of here, bro. <clears throat> Not in this house. Um, yeah. I mean, like, <sighs> I'm not confident that if Miami's completely healthy, they don't they don't play seven games. Um, I think you're probably right. I I'm like I'm inclined you, to agree, you, agree with that. When you look at that game and uh, game three, you're like, man, if they had a full roster, I I don't know that they would have won. I'm I'm not no, saying I, that. I still don't think like, they do, but it's a completely different series. I mean, you know, at the same time, if my aunt had a penis, she'd be my uncle. But you know. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, just kind of, you know, one of, one of those things, right? Like, I mean, Miami looked locked in, in that game. Um, but I mean, 
at the same time, you did kind of just feel like it was delaying the inevitable, right? Like you, you kind of knew that like, yeah, this is, this is nice, but ultimately this is going to end up being a, a futile effort here. Sadly. Yeah. I think most people kind of felt that way. Like, I mean, they, Jimmy Butler in particular put every ounce of basketball he had left in his body into that game. And frankly, it showed in game six. Like it just did. Yes. Um, I was going to say he was the second player ever to lead in every major category for their team since LeBron James did it back in 2016. Yep. I mean, only, only two players ever to do that. One of the, one of the more recently like incredible finals performances um, from anybody yeah. for that matter, win or lose, like what Jimmy did in the finals um, across the board was incredible. Obviously this was kind of his, this was his uh, magnum opus uh, in terms of the game. It's 35 point triple double with five steals and a block played 47 minutes um, while shooting 50, 70% from the floor. I was going to say, well, 50, 58% from the floor um, or 70% from three, right? No, no. <laughs> oh, maybe. Okay. He was shooting 70% yeah. at one point I, during the game. Yeah. I think that's the, I think that's the case. His true shooting was 72%. Um, that's what it yeah. was. I mean, like true shooting. crazy, yeah. crazy, efficient game. Um, Everything he had on the floor, not only was he scoring and getting to the basket and getting to the line, but he was going back on the other end and defending LeBron James as best he could. But LeBron on the other side also fucking 38 near triple-double, 40-point near triple-double, pardon me. Um, Him and Anthony Davis, really the only two guys, and Contavious Caldwell-Pope to some extent, getting it done that game. Um, But it was just like... That fourth quarter, man, the back and forth, the runs, like Miami goes up, LA goes up, Miami goes back up, LA goes back up, Jimmy gets to the line, like, you know, some tough and ones. Like, it was just so incredibly entertaining. And I think to Tad's point, like, we all kind of knew. The best um, hmm. Yeah. I think, I, I think given, given, uh, you know, what was on the line. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple games, right? Like, I think the the OKC Houston game seven, even though it ended really sloppily, was a really entertaining game. Um, yeah. Same thing with uh, was it Jazz Nuggets game seven? Very sloppy, but an entertaining. Yeah, super game. entertaining. Although the game one of that series, where where you know Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell kind of go at each other, like that was entertaining. Yeah. There was definitely some games. Um, like there were some games in the Raptors Celtics series that were hugely hugely entertaining. Um, but yeah, I do think like. All, all in all, just looking at the full picture of it, I think too. Like, just to kind of go off of that, like, you know, it was like it was it was like you know, obviously it was sort of a David versus Goliath kind of thing, right? Yeah. And you have, uh, you have Jimmy Butler who is just, you know, LeBron is playing out of his damn mind, but Jimmy Butler is just relentless the entire game. Like you said, I mean, bringing it on both ends the whole time. Like that's, I think that's what it was for me. It was, it was like part of it was so entertaining because it was like, yeah, this is probably hopeless, but my God, like the fight from this heat team and like the tenacity from this like heat team and you know, their, their unwillingness to go quietly into that good night, like was just, was great. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great thing to see. I also, uh, real quick realized like now I, now I, I think I now understand why people bet. I had said the the Heat were going to win in six, and this has nothing to do with or not the the Lakers are going to beat the Heat in six. And my manager, who everyone already knows, is a Lakers fan, wasn't having it. I had told him Lakers Heat 
Lakers winning in six during the second round. I was like, the Bucks are not beating the Heat. This looks bad. I think the Heat make it to the finals and lose to the Lakers in six. He was like, no, not happening. I was like, I'm telling you it's happening. Then they got into the finals. And he was like, they're not. He was like, it's a gentleman's sweep at best. It's not happening. And then game one happened and both Bam and Drogic go down. I'm like, fuck, my boss is about to be insufferable. Because they also end up losing game two. And he's like, what did I tell you? Sweep. And I looked him dead in the eyes. And I was like, Jimmy Butler is too crazy to allow a sweep. We're getting six games. He was like, we're not getting six games, bro. And I'm like, Jimmy Butler will literally die on that court to get his team to at least six games. And game three was beautiful. I was like, yes, they're not getting swept. I at least got that going for me. Then game five. I was watching that whole game on the edge of my seat, swearing, screaming, yelling at the TV. I have never been more enthusiastic to watch a basketball game. I didn't even fucking put money down. I should have put money down. But I was just like, it was a personal victory. And As soon as the game was over and I was like, we're going to six. It's going to end in six. But now I understand why people bet on sports it was legitimately i was like fuck now i get it because this was i was so intense i didn't put money in the game i just welcome, wanted to be dragged to my boss welcome to the rush of gambling there's <laughs> nothing know. there's nothing like being on the golf course at 11 45 in the morning with uh live streaming the middle tennessee western kentucky football game because you have money on western kentucky Ugh, it was wild. I was just like, God damn it. I like I was like, ah, I and it was so satisfying because I won. I probably would have been pissed if they lost. And I was like, yeah. Also, real quick, might be controversial. I think Jimmy outplayed at least definitely A D, but he might have outplayed LeBron in the in the series too. No. LeBron no. had so many I, fucking turnovers. Nah, not even close. That's the only reason I give it to it's, him. Because he I'd had honestly, seven turnovers, two straight games. I, I would say like him and AD were pretty much neck and neck at best. Like I don't I, I think AD and LeBron played incredible. LeBron, especially, like since we last recorded the two games <clears throat> that happened, I mean he took over. I mean, he took games. over in a way that I haven't seen him take over in, in quite some time. Yeah. Like he wasn't gonna lose those games. And in a, like on top of that, he was also just like defensively like on point he did do very good on defense i was just i was just thinking because like he had so many turnovers and every other statistical category him and jimmy butler were either exactly the same or neck and neck or jimmy was winning like it was like looking at everything points assists rebounds field goal percentage like they were neck and neck the whole way i just was like "Mm, lebron had two straight games of like seven turnovers yeah i think it's like almost like like a a paradoxical isn't probably yeah. the right term to use here, but like LeBron played incredibly well. Yeah, and I think part of the reason that you sort of see it as like, Oh, J- did Jimmy outplay him was because like Jimmy Butler was to some extent LeBron in the 2015 finals, right? 2015 when Kevin yeah. Love and Kyrie were hurt. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. he had to do, everything yeah, in a lot of ways like yeah. they literally had you know no other like no other options and so you're like watching this guy have like this incredible out of his mind performance and it's hard not to watch that and say oh this guy was the best player yeah. in the series when it really comes down to it it was lebron it was a deserved fourth finals mvp for lebron 100%. i know we talked about it on this very podcast and said hey uh 
you know, like, like Jay, you said, you know, it might be, it might be AD and we kind of talked about like, yeah, like maybe, but you know, ultimately it'll go to LeBron, um, just sort of as a like, Hey, like LeBron kind of deserves this. Um, you know, like Anthony Davis might deserve it, but like LeBron should really, you know, it's, it's sort of like, it's LeBron, right? Like LeBron's going to get it's like it. his legacy award. Yeah, exactly. That that, that's, that's what I'm driving at. Um, but then LeBron went out the last two games and was like, yeah, bro, give me that goddamn trophy. Yeah. He, he took it. And I think actually you got you comparing it to the 2015 LeBron's finals. I'm realizing that was the only other time that anybody was like, Oh, does the, does the guy on a losing team maybe deserve a, a vote? LeBron for the final should, LeBron should have won it that year. The fact that Andre Iguodala has an NBA finals MVP is a goddamn joke. Yeah, yeah I agree. It's ridiculous. It, it, it is insane that that's like, they were like, congratulations on kind of stopping him. I don't think he really did, but you know, you tried, but yeah. I averaged 40 points a game in the series. Yeah. I mean, it was insane. Yeah. Um, I mean, game six, we don't really have to talk about game six very much. Like it was a, it was a blowout from the jump. We kind of knew like, yeah. obviously, you know, reports came out that Goran Dragic was going to play. He came off the bench. He's playing with plantar fasciitis. Like Jimmy's playing basically on one leg at this point. Band's playing with one arm. You know, you got Duncan Robinson and 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 a young Tyler Hero. They were spent. There was nothing left. And they look gassed. Yeah, I mean they look. Yeah, look yeah. And I mean like the final yeah, score doesn't necessarily good. truly show. Like I mean at the end of the game, like Jared Dudley was getting real minutes. So like you know when Jared Dudley goes in, it's time to brush your teeth. Um, we know this now. Uh, uh, Jay, I think you texted us at halftime and was like. Well, it was a good NBA season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like yeah. they were up by like thirty at half. I was just like, okay, yeah, it was, well, twenty three to clarify. Was it? I thought it yes. was higher. Um, but anyways, it might as well have been a hundred. It was. I mean, it was a an absolute blowout from the jump. They just weren't getting much from anybody, and they put AD on Jimmy Butler. It was just like, yeah, he's not gonna score anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's just it's over. Let's just stop this this nonsense. Let's get this game over. You know, they start Caruso instead of Dwight Howard and they just they just go at them. And they just go at them and, you know, mismatches. Um obviously a lot of Dude, you heard Danny Green got like death threats after he missed that three-pointer? People are ridiculous, His wife. bro. That too. His yeah. wife got That's just crazy, threat. bro. Motherfuckers are r- ridiculous. I uh just real quick, let me uh, double check my math here. I apologize. It was 28. Uh yeah. Okay. Look at that twenty-eight. Um, yeah. No, I saw that, and I, I'm going to say one thing that doesn't surprise me whatsoever. No, sports fans are fucking nuts. Uh, yeah, and I, Bob, and I have talked about this countless, countless times. The worst thing about all great things are fans. Fans are always the worst part about everything, because a lot of problems are people who just like I don't know, care too much about something. I don't know if it's caring too much or it's their only identity it's or that, they have, that. you know, it's that. things it's that. in their lives that they probably should. De- it's the identity thing. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck is up with it, but like that shit's pathetic. Yeah. Anyway, I can't believe that would ha- like, I, it doesn't surprise me, but it's just like, come the fuck on. Yeah. Get over your goddamn. You got like, especially cause like the Lakers were so clearly going to win. It's not like this was like a oh there's a just because that one missed shot there's this chance that the the Heat are gonna come back and just ru-. like no everyone knew they were going to lose. Also, I don't think Drogic should have played that last game. I'm happy he ended up getting hurt. He didn't get hurt, but like I, he wasn't really necessary. <laughs> I got dark for a second. I was like, oh Nikki, <laughs> Nikki, well, Nikki had a rough day at work. 
Glad he got hurt. No, no, I had a great day at work. <laughs> um, no, don't worry, everybody. Just go ahead and go back to the beginning. Yeah, don't do it. 15, I, I urge you, if you started at this point in the podcast somehow, just yeah, skip that. <laughs> skip that part. We're gonna edit it. If one of your friends just said skip to to the fifteen minute part, now you know why. Um, I will say the other thing that pissed me off about game five was the all the NBA stars that came out and they were like, "I'm shooting that shot. If it's me, I'm shooting that shot." Like oh, LeBron made the he made the exact right play in that situation. <clears throat> Lillard came out and LeBron. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he said if it was me, I'm taking that shot. He's like, he made the right play, but no. I'm taking that shot. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. He said I'm taking that shot, but he said he made the right play. He didn't clown yeah. LeBron for passing it. I also talked about this with uh with my my boss, and I like said in real life. The people who take that shot are Kobe, Jordan, and Lillard. Nobody else takes that shot in real life. Oh, J.R. Smith does. J.R. Smith takes <laughs> or, the dumbest shot or, possible. Or Marcus. All Marcus Smart time. takes that shot. Marcus, Marcus Smart Marcus takes that Morris shot. Takes 100%. That shot but, yeah. Swaggy P, oh, no, Swaggy P takes that shot. Swaggy P Ricky, shot. Ricky Davis takes that shot. 100%. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind. A lot of shitty ass players are saying they're taking a shot. Yeah, a lot of people not doing much playing, hence why they won't be in those situations. Eddie Eddie Robinson's taking that shot, no question, no question in my mind. Eddie House is taking. Eddie House is one hundred percent taking that shot. (laughs) Absolutely no question. I actually do enjoy all of these. No question. (laughs) Like what I'm saying is realistically game on the line. It's the finals. All of those people you just said wouldn't be in the fucking game. But they might be in the in, game, but they're not the one with the ball in their hands. No, yeah, like, but the actual and we have proof that Kobe would take that shot. He did it against the Bulls. It didn't go in. He lost, but he's done that shot before. It was Christmas Day. Oh, I took it to the baseline. <laughs> had to shoot it over Boozer, Noah, Dang, and Rose. And it clanked, and they lost. And Tom Thibodeau was, and like, Tom Thibodeau was out there too. Yeah, Tom Thibodeau was out there on the baseline. Um. Anywho, yeah, I mean, like, look, man, like, what he killed me? Like, people like busting out their like high school footage of them taking like game winners, and it's like sick, man. Like, you made a game winner in a fucking meaningless high school basketball game. Like, this is the NBA Finals. And LeBron's trying to win, and Danny Green is wide open, He's wide the, open to hit the fucking is the dagger third highest three-point shooting percentage player of all time in the finals. I think it's Ray Allen is above him, and I cannot all of a sudden remember who else. I don't even think it's Steph Curry. Now I got to look it up. Damn it. But, uh, yeah, like, statistically speaking, Danny Green hits that shot. But he shot like shit this year. Well, yeah, the entire bubble, he was pretty rough. I saw a thing that... Sorry, he shoots he shoots forty two percent from three in the finals, except for this season where he shot twenty six. What's funny to me is, um, like this was this has always been like LeBron's criticism, right? Like that he was always like the willing to dish and kick in the crucial moment. And it's like, why is it wrong for you to? Trust your teammates. I mean, Steve Kerr, John Paxson. How many times do people like celebrate Mike passing the ball in that situation? But when it's LeBron, people are like, well, you can't pass the ball there. Like, like I remember like when LeBron was like, you know, early on in his, on, in his tenure in the league, you know, LeBron would get shit on for, you know, making the kick to fucking Danielle Marshall 
there's a name you probably haven't heard of or thought of in a long time, but like for making that play, you know? And it's like, dude, that's who he is. He's a playmaker and he trusts like that. That just says you trust your teammates. Why are you going to force that shot underneath when you've got, you know, a guy that you are confident in is going to hit that shot and win this game. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, look, he made the right play. He, he attracted defenders and, he made, it, he made the right play. Honestly, the thing that people aren't talking about enough is not the Danny Green mystery. It's the terrible, terrible Marquise Morris pass into the in like in the AD that went straight out of bounds. Like you had yeah, another opportunity to score. Like you absolutely did. He made a terrible pass and threw it directly out of bounds. Nobody went at Marquise Morris. Everybody was going at Danny Green. I mean, he missed the yeah. he missed the shit out of that shot. He missed. I mean, so much. He missed the so bad. He, he was better off airballing it. It was so bad. I mean, sorry, I, 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 I choked uh, on my spit because <laughs> so did Danny Green. Yeah. Um, sorry, yeah. When he, when he put it up, I was sitting on my couch and he put it up, and I like the ball had left his hands, and I just go not even close. Yeah, <laughs> it was like so like as soon. You know what else happened? Also, they take Caruso out and put him in for the final play. I turned to Bob and I was like, they took Caruso out for that guy. That guy statistically is a great shooter, but he has shot like shit this entire playoffs. I bet you he misses the game winner. And then, bam, as soon as he got the ball, it's like, he's missing it. Yeah, I didn't I mean, expect, I didn't expect uh, the Marquise Morris shit-ass pass, though. And that is yeah, a surprise. Shout to him no for having uh, no statistics in that game, but a crucial yeah. turnover. Yeah, yet again, a a finals team with LeBron James where the shooting guard made a mistake that outweighed the mistake of another player on the exact same play that nobody talks about. J.R. Smith forgetting what time or like the time on the clock and the fact that they're losing. Nobody he talks about the George Hill. Time it was either, let's be clear. Very good, true. Uh, did, uh, he, and then he didn't, but nobody talks about the George Hill missed free throw. And now this one, Danny Green missed three, but no one's talking about that shit ass pass by Markeith Morris. Is it Markeith on the Lakers? Yeah, right? Yeah. And Marcus is on the Marcus Clippers. On the Clippers okay. yeah. I had said it like twice and I was like, wait, is Marcus on the Clippers or on the Lakers? Can't remember. Yeah. So let me ask you this because I, I was thinking about this this week. Um, so LeBron has four championships now, one more than Larry Bird. Um, rank his championships, like in terms of impact on his overall legacy. I'd like you to rank, Nikki, we'll start with you. I'd like you to rank 16, 12, this one and 13, I think. Interesting. Yeah, that seems right to me. Interesting. Because 16 is the most impressive, 3-1 comeback. 12 is the first one ever. Always in a big deal when you get your first one. Um, this one, it's got a lot of uh, emotional value to it. Kobe died the third uh, decade in a row, started by a Lakers victory, uh, and it's his fourth. So it's a big deal. Yep. He wants his respect now. And I just don't remember the 13 one all that well. Is oh wait that's the that was a really good series that was against the Spurs yeah, wasn't it that was a seven right. game series wait yeah that was a good series fuck I forgot about that one did you guys did you guys see the picture I where it was like okay. it was like the there was like the rings and it was like Kyrie bubble <laughs> Ray Allen <laughs> uh, uh, strike sword and season <laughs> <laughs> ouch people are not so nice. bad it's so bad but it was hilarious it made me laugh. Uh, I did see someone else call it the Mickey Mouse ring. Which I was like, Ugh, yeah, not a great, real. not a great name. Uh, Tad, your order of LeBron's four championships in terms of uh, impact on his legacy. Yeah, I'll go. 
16 is number one, obviously. I mean, three, one, like, come yeah. on. Um, 16. This is where I'm stuck. I think 2012 is the lowest ranked hmm. of all of his wins. Um, sure. The first one, I mean, that's a, a good argument, but like, I mean, they just absolutely obliterated. That. It was a boring one. That was, that boring. was like, uh, that was like, a, Oh yeah, this is what we expected them to do last year. You know, it's like when the warriors, you know, were, were, you know, just winning games left and right and, and winning yeah. finals and whatnot. Um, I have a hard time between. So this one, like, obviously, you know, people are going to, he was in the bubble. You know, he beat a kind of, he beat a hobbled Miami team. But like at the same time, like LeBron, like, I mean, there's the Kobe angle. Sure. There's the, uh, you know, LeBron um, has resurrected the Lakers franchise, you know, which was fucking terrible. Like in the, like the dark ages prior to him getting there. Um, but then also you have the one, you know, where they beat the Spurs and, um, you know, it, it was like, I know the Spurs won it the next year, but it, like that one sort of had the like, um, the like LeBron has like sort of officially arrived, you know, like he just won, he won back to back titles just, you know, and like, you know, and, and that, I think that's huge. Um, I think, I think, not that he'd arrived, but like that he like finally, it was like, we can finally put him on the pantheon of greats. Yeah. Like he was headed there, but that second one, you know, really, really kind of gets. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go 16, 13, this one, 12. Yeah. I. Yes, I mean sixteen is unassailable just because of the comeback and who it was against. I mean, it's always you're, you're talking one. about the arguably the greatest regular season, not even arguably the greatest regular season team in the history of the NBA. No question about it. Can't get past it. Um, yeah, I'm with you, Chad. That the those other three are tough. The thing is, is like, look, you can't like if Rayon doesn't hit that shot, he loses that finals. So like, is that a little shot? He loses that. Finals. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but he led the charge in the games prior to that that Kyrie shot. So I'm gonna give him that one. Yeah. Ray Allen saved his ass. Chris Bosh saved his ass, and 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 Ray Allen combined. Because if not, they're losing that game. They're losing the series. Yeah. Uh, twelve. I agree. Super boring. I actually. Um, damn. No, I'm gonna stick with Ted. I'm gonna go 16. I'm gonna go 16, 13, 15, 12, or 15, 2012. Yeah, I think that's what I'll do. I think that's what I do. Cause this one, this one was really interesting with the bubble and all the social, uh, you know, the social justice stuff and you know the time off and um, you know having to like like going into the bubble without your number one perimeter defender and like bringing in guys like Deion waiters and, and J.R. Smith super last minute and like not having Rondo and then having Rondo, you know, I think the Clippers things, I think that'll hurt them. But like the, you know, the Denver series was, it was competitive. I mean, they, they, they got what they needed out of that series. They got out of there pretty easily, but like, um, yeah, I was impressed by this one because like, honestly, the defensive effort that LeBron put in this series was, uh, was, Impressive to say the least. Um, couple like interesting storylines that I found out about 
related to this uh, this series. One that I just found out about right before we jumped on. Um, one is Rajah Rondo is the only player in the history of the NBA to win a championship with the Celtics and the Lakers, the two most winningest uh, NBA franchises. He's the only one. So what, what's hilarious is I texted you guys that and I like I had the revelation myself. I was like, oh, that's funny. LeBron won a or not LeBron. Sorry. Rondo won a finals with the, the Celtics and the Lakers like haha. And then you immediately fired back the only guy to ever do it. And I was like, just flabbergasted. Just floored. <laughs> no, that's wrong. That's wrong. What? Like the thing is with as many titles as those two teams have won. Right. With as many players as there have been in the league, like role players and whatnot, like you would figure, like that was preposterous to me when you when you brought when you when you said that I was like what, like I I, I was shocked, you know. Um, it's crazy to think, and it's like of all people, it's fucking Rajon Rondo. Yeah, right. I was listening to an interview today with Jared Dudley, and he was talking about Rondo, and he was just like, he was just talking about like how how just like how cerebral he is. And like how unbelievably intelligent he is as a basketball player. But he was like, he's like, it's incredible to see. Like he was, when they were playing the Rockets, they were watching film on James Harden. And Rajon Rondo was literally calculating what percentage of times James Harden pulls up after his third dribble. And he was like, yeah, 65% of the time he does it. And it was just like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, we just, I'm watching the film and I did the math 65% of the time. On his third dribble, he pulls up. And, like, they made defensive adjustments because Rajon Rondo was, like, watching film with them. But he was saying, he's like, sometimes he'll just, like, he'll just, like, do his own thing because, like, he knows what's happening because he watches the film in a different way than everybody else. And then, like, he'll just start, do, like, making, like, decisions defensively without communicating them. And then we're all just like, hey, 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 what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, look, you have to tell us, dude. We'll get on the same page here because, like, we could help you. We could all do it together if you want. So it's like, he's like, Rondo's, like, a really interesting teammate because he's, like, he's so incredibly smart. But he's like, it's like that type of stuff. Where like, he'll just like go off on his own thing because like his brain is processing things in a different way. And then he forgets that like, this is a team defense thing. So like, he's like, you know, people get, people clown him for like how many times to like go for steals or to like, like try to clog the lanes. Like, obviously he's, you know, known as a, 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 earlier in his career as a like plus defensive player and a guy who would get a lot of steals. But he's just like, you know, now at an older age, he does that stuff. And we're just like, Pull us in, man. <laughs> just pull us in. We'll go all get on the yeah. same page. Or like, but he was like talking about how he broke it on James Harden, and I was just like, "Holy shit, man!" <laughs> it was insane. He's clearly very smart. He's an idiot I, savant when it comes to basketball, apparently, because yeah. like he doesn't explain anything to every anybody, right. but it always seems to be working. I I think like um, I think that's something that we we sort of like forget about, like some of these guys who, you know, you're like, Oh, guy had all the talent in the world, but like, you know, flamed out of the league or, or whatever. And then, you know, you've got a guy like, like Rondo who like, you know, I think at times it was kind of like, Oh, Rondo might be on the last legs of his career. Like there were definitely times where, where I thought that at least. Um, but then like you realize these guys that are so smart and understand the game so well and pay attention to those little details and do the extra things like putting in the time in the film room and whatnot, like it goes such a long way um, and it, it can really like elongate your career because like, yeah, you might not be as fast as or athletic, you know, as, as you used to be. But if you know, you know, a team's offensive tendencies and you know how to defend them and, you know, you know where to, to exploit uh, 
you know, weaknesses in another team's defense and, and where to pick your spots and whatnot on the floor. Like it goes such a long way. And I think that people truly forget about that aspect of the game just because when you're at the highest level in the NBA, like every dude is so fucking athletic. Like you, you just think, or I think like the casual fan at least like thinks like, Oh, it's just all about like, you know, and like athleticism and like a, like talent, like who has marginally better talent, you know, than the other teams. Cause every guy in the NBA is a great fucking basketball player. Mm -hmm. Like if you argue that you're a fucking moron. Um, but like, those are the things that like really can separate like, you know, good players and great players and great players and elite players. And yeah, there are definitely guys in the league who have gotten by on just like absolute unreal talent alone. Um, like, I mean, I don't think Carmelo Anthony is the most cerebral basketball player I've ever seen, no, not by any stretch, but you know, Carmelo Anthony had a pretty fucking good career because he was a talented ass basketball player. But like, you know, some of these guys who like stick around for a long time, like that's, you know, that that's part of the reason why. And it's an easy aspect of the game to forget about. Yeah. Also, I just saw this. Now we're talking about him. Rondo just opted out of his contract, so he'll be an unrestricted free agent next year. And the first comments like, "Fuck yeah, let's sign him for two years." The Celtics. They're like, "Whoa, whoa, what? He's he's a commodity now. What's going no, on?" They here? hate him over there. The way it ended, it was bad, bad. Yeah, I'm, ended real bad. Here's the second fun fact that I learned, and I just learned this, and I sent this to you guys before the podcast. Anthony Davis is the only player in NBA history to win the NCAA title, the NBA title an Olympic gold medal, and a FIBA World Cup medal in the history of the NBA. When did FIBA start? I mean, it's been around, it's been around for a while, but like they didn't really let NBA players play for a long time. Yeah, like, I was going to say, because it's, it's, it is very interesting to hear that. You're like, oh, wow, that's really cool. But then you're like, well, there's so many players who have never played in the FIBA World Cup. So many NBA players. Yeah, I mean, that one's like, you know, it's whatever. Like That's it. But, but, a, lot it them, real but a lot of them did NBA. play as youths. In the FIBA World Cup, <laughs> that's true. That is it's true. different, right? Like they didn't play as like pros, but like I mean, they played. They, they played as, uh, as yeah, college kids. Um, yeah, first player in NBA history. That's pretty cool. He's hey, that AD kid's good. He's gonna he's got a future. I, I think he's got a. Future. He does. Pretty damn good. I love how he said. I love how I saw. I this is what I have read about because he's like a free agent this year, and this is what I've read about Anthony Davis. He is one hundred percent returning to the Lakers. He is. Not 100% sure what he's going to do. He is most likely not returning to the Lakers, and he might be returning to Chicago. And I was like, good to know. Nobody knows what the fuck he's going to do. He's going to go back to L.A., I'm sure. But it's, like, ridiculous. I was, like, reading all that shit, and there was like, I no, you don't know what he's going to do. That's what you got to tell yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, he'd be crazy. Add this, to the, add this to the long list of superstars that uh, are not coming to Chicago. <laughs> add it to the long list of guys that are like, oh, they're from Chicago. They'll want to come back here, and then they don't. Yeah, they don't. Um, the other one I just read is uh, apparently um, the Dallas Mavericks will be first in line to talk to Giannis Antetokounmpo as soon as they can. I was like, yeah, no shit. Everyone will be will try to be the first in line to talk to him. God, could you imagine like, just him and him and Luca? Oh my god! So what? Kristaps just done then at that point? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I mean, I guess it, you could technically put him at the five. I mean, it's not like it wouldn't. Obviously, work. the contract stuff and you know things like that. They'd, they'd have to move yeah. around. It's hard to see a team that has the three of them, but like they can make it work. They get yeah. Tim Hardaway off the books and some other guys. Like it's possible. They can't. They can't do that because like I need. Uh, I need the Mavericks to just like 
I, I need them to get, uh, I don't even know who I need them to get, like maybe Vucevic or somebody just so they can have this, like, I mean, Vucevic is like a dark haired, brown eyed guy, but like, I just, I, I need, I need, I need the Mavericks to just be this like all foreign Aryan players that like somehow, somehow just like works really well. Yeah. So they need to get it, Vucevic. It's just funny to, to me. Four. Good God. They'll get Vucevic the four. They'll get Mira. They'll call Miritich on over. He'll come back uh, and then he'll which, go to the three. Which is not blonde. We need a blonde guy. We need blonde. Oh, that's, that's what I said. I said he's a dark. Yeah, you know, gotta be Aryan, um, bro. I mean, if we need actual blonde, imagine go imagine if they still had Dirk. <laughs> like imagine if they imagine if they still had Prime. Like, Dirk. Right, like Prime Dirk with Maxi Kleber and uh, <laughs> Kristaps. Fucking and, oh uh, Bojan in there. There you go. Now we're talking. Now you're talking. Um, yeah, I thought that was an interesting fact. AD, uh, yeah, a lot of lot of rings. Um, Tad, I'll let you introduce this topic because you're the one that added this to the list. I don't want to talk about it anymore. We already introduced <laughs> it at the beginning. Of this. Okay, good. I'm glad. Ladies and gentlemen, congratulations to Dwight Howard. He will become a Hall of Famer now, yep. although we always kind of figured he yep. would. There's no denying it now. Yep. He's a champion. Yep. That that promise he made back. I want to say something actually on that on the, in that vein. I said at the beginning of this season that we were going to see the Dwight Howard renaissance, and we did. Yeah, you called it. I'll give you to you on that one because that definitely seemed like a stretch. I mean, nobody wanted him. Uh, Literally exactly. nobody wanted him. He slimmed down uh, so he could run a little better, you know, like like, uh, and he, he did everything that was, you know, basically asked of him. Dude, Dwight Howard's like – he signed a one-year deal with them, right? He's either going to get like a like a three-year deal with them, not for a ton of money, or some team's going to sign him for like four years, 25 mil. Yeah, someone's going to overpay for him, or the Lakers will give him like an okay contract. I don't see the latter happening. I do, I do see I do see probably the first scenario happening where it's just like yeah, I can I can see him just you know what? Signed. Bring him back to Orlando. I'm ready, baby. <laughs> I'm ready to get hurt again. Uh, what a way to finish that story. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, he did he did. I mean, he was impactful in that Denver series. There's no way to get around the, that. He really was. Yeah. The problem is if he if he had a, if he if he came back to Orlando and was playing in games, like I don't know that my mind could block out like his prime, and so like I would just be expecting like elite Dwight Howard. Uh, and you'd be like, damn it, and, Dwight, and I'd be like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Why is he rim running? Why is he rim running? Again, go, dunk, jump, dunk, block shots, dunk, do it again. Um, yeah, I don't think you're gonna get that guy. Um, next topic. So we kind of touched on this a little bit, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the Anthony Davis future with the Lakers, um, and really just the future of the Lakers moving forward. I think um uh Nikki, we'll start with you, but um I think we already kind of hit on this. He's not going anywhere, but what do you foresee for this Lakers team moving forward? Let's say over the next Let's assume he signs a Supermax, so let's say the next five years. Yeah. Uh, I feel like if it's the next five years, then I feel like this will be um, – it'll be him and LeBron for probably two years. I don't think LeBron's going to stay very much because I think LeBron eventually wants to go over play with his kid. Unless his kid magically gets, like, drafted by the Lakers. I don't know. He – doesn't play a year. Neither one of them play a year, and they get the first overall. I don't know how good Ronnie is because he's only in high I mean, school. So he's going to miss his sophomore season. So he's going to be he's going to be a bit uh, behind, yeah, behind I'm schedule. Not, I'm not paying attention as much because he's a child. So I'm not going to 
I don't care how good a kid is. Um, but yeah, I think what's going to happen is it's going to be him and LeBron for maybe two. They'll, you know, they'll have to defend their title for the next couple of years. I don't know if they win next year. I don't know if all of their role players do as good as they did this time. Cause a lot of their role players played really good throughout the playoffs. Yeah. If they do it again next year, you know, I'm not acting like, but like their, their third best player was probably Rajon Rondo in this whole playoff. Probably season. KCP. Or KCP, yeah. Those are the that's I would say three A three B. Yeah, at least because there were point there were important times during the playoffs where you're just like fuck, playoff Rondo is real, and there is no denying that. Um, and yeah, KCP played great. I can't believe after game four you would be like, oh wow, you got saved by KCP. Um, he's the bread or whatever Palinka called him. Um, and I think what will happen is it'll be a couple years of them being in the playoffs, maybe not winning a bunch, but being in it. And then I think LeBron leaves AD becomes the true star and they'll get someone else to go with him. And I think that he probably wins like another two. I think AD will end with three, maybe four championships in his entire career. And it'll probably all be with LA. I don't think he's leaving. Uh, I, I don't think he leaves anytime soon. I think, uh, I'm genuinely scared for this Lakers run. Now I will say to Nikki's point, they're old. I don't know that they bring Rajon Rondo back, but they definitely need a secondary playmaker um, to basically spell LeBron. They're, this free agent class is not great. The really the it's bad. only I mean really really bad. The only because a lot of these guys are on 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 player options, so they're going to opt in. Yeah. Gordon Hayward's going to opt in. Demar Derozan's going to opt in. Otto Porter's going to opt in. Andre Drummond's going to opt in. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he said it real Nicholas quick. Batum, Batum, like, he's gonna opt in, although nobody wants Nicholas Batum. Um, yeah, I was, I was like, you said Nicholas Batum, and I was like, why, why are you bringing that man no, no, up? It's, just, it's based on salary. I'm just like looking, okay. I'm looking at it, and I can't imagine they have a lot of money to throw around. Somebody that might be an interesting pickup for them, though, would be DJ Augustine. Like on a team friendly deal, bring him over basically to take over the Rondo role. I'm sorry, did you say that they need a secondary playmaker? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you just pissed well, that off real that's quick. Problematic because uh, he's not really a playmaker; he's a shoot first point guard. Sure, but he can handle the ball. And in terms of like your options here, there's not much. Like, I think what like I think what you're kind of missing on too. So if I may add my uh, opinion here on the the question, I think the window's small. And it's going to be tough because like, I mean, I, I was kind of saving this for our next, uh, our next topic here, but like the Warriors are back. Yeah. Like, let's not pretend the Warriors don't still have a ton of talent. True. Um, and let's not forget that they have the number two overall pick, which they can definitely trade for other good players. Um, I, I would be shocked if they actually use that pick. Um, I agree. Truly. Um, so, you know, the Warriors will be back. Um, you know, the Clippers obviously are going to gear up for another run. You know, I don't know how much of a threat I think that Clippers actually are. Um, but, you know, the West the West is young and it's talented and it's hungry. And so, like, it's going to be tough. Like, this next season might be LeBron's most difficult challenge um, of his entire career, frankly, because the West is so loaded. Although, I guess we're getting a shortened season. So, you know, who knows? I keep forgetting about that. I keep thinking I'm like, I'm like basketball soon. Cause like, that's just my brain. 
just knows that October is basketball time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not. I mean, it was, but it's not. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's tough, but, like, let's not forget that, like, there are plenty of talented older guys in the league right now who will happily take pay cuts and whatnot to go play there. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, uh, well, Gallinari just said he'll happily take a pay cut. He's trying to win. I, like, would... I, I'm going to say this, and Jay, I know you're going to disagree, so I'm just going to fucking get out ahead of that. I wouldn't be terribly shocked if DeMar DeRozan opted out of his contract with the Spurs and signed a long-term deal with the Lakers. Oh, man. I just I don't know how he passes up that money, especially with everything being so weird. Like, you're talking 26K, like 26 mil? I don't know how you pass that up. Like, the market wild, though. He said fuck it and went to the Lakers. I know he probably wants to come back to L.A. Maybe. I don't know. Guys from Compton, man. Or so? South Central. Yeah. No, he's from Compton. South Central or Compton. Compton. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Compton. You corrected yeah. me on somebody with that one time. I said Compton. You're like South You're like, did, well, South Central. And I was like, well, same difference. But I digress. Um I also saw a thing, uh, it was a joke, but it was uh Kawhi contacting LeBron. He's like, I'm so sorry, LeBron. I think I made a mistake. He's like, You wanna come on over to Lakers? And he's like, No, not me. I'm gonna send you Paul George. <laughs> because I think Kawhi would rather. Did you guys see what Nick Nurse said? Uh, we gotta talk, can we talk about that for a second? That the first time they were at in the uh, like just watching film together as rap like a Raptors team, and then I guess the first time anyone heard Kawhi speak was, "Hey, my job is to score. I'm not passing you the ball unless they're double team or triple teaming me. And when I do that, you better score." <laughs> Just like goddamn Kawhi, like that was the first. He said that was the first thing he ever heard come out of his mouth. Kawhi kind of sucks, man. Like as a person, I don't think he sucks. I think he's just you know he's just he's just Kawhi. He's just Kawhi. You know, you know, would be like a sneaky good pickup for them that would be like super super on the cheap. Denzel Valentine, playmaker, like. Okay. I, listen, listen, listen. As a as a Bulls fan, I saw him play enough. He doesn't have a lot of strong suits, but he is a playmaker, and he can hit the corner three with like nobody's business, like at a high high percentage. So he, yeah, he does pretty, pretty he does pretty. the things he does. Like statistically speaking, he does, and he's going to be on the cheap. Like you're probably going to be able to get him at the vet minimum. Um, yeah, for sure. Nobody's there's just there's him. nobody else here, man. There's nobody else here. Two words. Yeah. I think his first name is Ryan. <laughs> Ryan. Archie Diacono. Archie terrible. I hated that. Um, anywho, listen. I mean, if we're just talking about terrible players that played for the Bulls that the Lakers could sign, like, I just thought I'd name one, too. I'm telling you, man. Watch out. Um, I mean, I don't know, dude. Ryan Archie Diacono, that's a scrappy player who understands the you know, defense. You know a guy who they, who they could ask good. Who they could conceivably go out and get. He's not going to light the world on fire, but if you need, like, a secondary playmaker – why not see what you can, what you can, I mean, you, you can fleece the Knicks and go get Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah. Or like they could probably get uh Nilekina from them too. Um, the, breaking uh, nicotine. Anywho, the Lakers are going to be good for a while. A lot of it's going to be based on the free agent, uh, the free, free agents that they bring in and the veteran minimum contracts that they bring in. But when you got two of the top five players in the world on your team, who doesn't want to play with LeBron, man? Yeah, that too. And AD, yeah. like AD, just kind of like he fits into the role so well, playing the defense, like being the defensive anchor. Like it's a fun team, it really is. Um, all right, last topic of the night. We're going into the off season. 
what are three storylines that you're most interested in going into the off season? And Nikki, we'll start with you. Three storylines that I am very interested in going to the One, the probably new powerhouse of the East. The Nets are healthy. You guys don't like the newest uniform. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. I I'm like okay it. With I it. actually like it. The more I looked at I'm it, okay with it. I, but I like it, but I've never been here. Huge here's on what happened. So, like, I follow so many Instagram accounts, like NBA Instagram accounts, that when Jay, you sent it, or Nikki, you sent it to us initially, and Jay, you responded like, "Meh." I think I kind of let like your uh your reaction to it like sort of shape my own but then as i was like scrolling instagram like the 15 or 16 other times that i do throughout the day um i uh i kept seeing them pop up dude those are kind of heat man i kind of like them it's the cloud thing that i like i'm currently looking at them right now there's Kyrie irving's back side i don't know i like them but i I think I think that sort of like white cloud aspect that's going on is the thing I like the most. It kind of makes it look sort of uh, tie dye ish. I think that's the parts that I've enjoyed the most. Um, but yeah, I think that's one. I can't wait to see what that team ends up doing. The Nets. Uh, thing number two. There's a slight rumor. I don't think it's going to happen, but there's a slight rumor that uh, the Timberwolves might trade away the first overall pick. I was reading that. I mean, all, all uh, those picks are very tradable. All those picks are very tradable. I want to see what the Timberwolves will do. Now they'll have a full season, D'Angelo, and like all of those pieces together. And if they do use the first overall pick to pick someone up, or if they end up trading it to get a win now type player or whatever, I would love to see where the Timberwolves go and see if they will, uh, I guess, fall or fly. I, I don't. I don't have high hopes for them anymore, which is really sad because I was so high on them when they were the little cute little little Timberwolves. And you were like, oh, look at them. They're trying. Over. It's not – that's just gone now. That cuteness went away because they kept sucking. So I would like to see them. And my third thing is just because I'm from Chicago, I'd like to see who the Bulls pick up for at the fourth and see are we actually finally going to see like an actual team try to build to the future. Tab. Those are my three storylines. Tab storylines that you yeah. are. I mean, the Nets, the Nets, obviously. Yeah. I mean, you know, like if that's not on your list of like anticipated storylines, I don't know what to tell you. Um, I'm very curious to see if the Heat can build off of this success. They clearly have a lot of young talent to do so. Um, so I'm I'm really looking to see like what kind of leap forward like guys like Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero take in the next season. And and like frankly, you know. I'm not ready to anoint Jimmy Butler as a superstar yet. Like he's definitely a star player, but like it's sort of like the Jamal Murray thing. It's like, yeah, this was fucking sick dude. And like, yeah, he's made some big time plays and stuff in his career and he is a great player, but like, are we ready to put him, you know, up with, you know, I'm not putting him on LeBron's level, but like, you know, at the superstar level, like, are we ready to to talk about Jimmy Butler in the same way we talk about Damian Lillard? You know, are we ready to talk about Jimmy Butler the way we talk about Russell Westbrook? Um, yes. So, you know, I, I, I say if we're at Russell Westbrook, I'm, I'm sure there. Jimmy Butler's on that tier. Yeah. I don't know if I'm there yet. I don't know. Well, um, let, me, let me ask you this. You're building a finals team. Do you want Jimmy Butler or you want James Harden? You know, the answer to that question is Jimmy Butler. He's not your number one option. I'm not acting like he's not your number one option, but you can have a, a, a superstar at your number two. He can be. He just did. He just did it. I mean, and lost, but like he a, definitely made like it. A, is this like a snake? Is this like a snake draft scenario where like I'm like 
kind of towards the middle and I got to pick because like yeah. I'm thinking I could take James Harden and then hopefully maybe snag Jimmy Butler yeah. on the way back. You get, you get a choice um, of one or the other and then you build around one of those two guys. Either or because the next guy's going to pick whoever you don't. I know what I'm getting out of James Harden. We ain't winning the playoffs. We're going to get to the, we we're gonna get to the semifinals. That's as best as we're going to do. And now you know with Jimmy Butler, if you have enough people around him who understand him, he will drag you to the That's finals. Right. Russ and, and, and James Harden are known commodities. They're known commodities. And Jimmy just did it. I, yeah. I think I think he raised his 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 profile in terms. I think he raised himself into that second tier. I think he is in the second tier. Because he him. also in the regular season, he was only averaging 17.2 points per game. Not not superstar level. In the bubble, as soon as that started, it went up to 19. In the playoffs, it was at 22. And in the finals, it was at 27. Sure, but, but the, you could argue the finals is a thing of necessity. Look, I'm just saying yeah, you guys have your opinion. Yeah. I have mine, right. and we'll just stick to that. And like, I'm not disagreeing yeah. with you wholeheartedly. I'm just saying this is the way I feel. Yeah. No, I understand so, that 100%. Those are two. Um, then, the, the you know, I mentioned it earlier. I kind of alluded to it. The Warriors – coming back. Uh, they still have talent. Like people forget like that team still has Draymond Green, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. Yeah. Like people act like when KD left at the cupboard was like Bears can be and it, it ain't. Yeah. Like that's still yeah. that's still there's still a lot of talent. Those, those guys the the Warriors won games this season without any of those guys. Yeah. Yeah, because Pascal is still kind of a good player. Like he's a rookie and he clearly is going to be a good fit for them. They still got Looney. Right, he's coming back. Yeah, or is he gone? No, he's still there. I think he's coming back. I mean, yeah, it's um, not like that. You know, they've got like world beaters on the roster outside of like you know their big three. But that said, like I mean, all those guys are still talented. Like I'm not anticipating. I am worried about Steph's injuries, but like you know, yeah, always like, going to be a little worried. I mean, about he those. came back before the season was over. No, yeah. I, I, I'm saying just he has the injury history, and then he got hurt recently, and it's like, oh no, like you know, uh, is Steph Curry going to be like sort of this the glass cannon, if you will. Um, but yeah, that, and then uh, the other, the other uh, one I'm really looking forward to is the battle for youth supremacy in the West uh, between like all of the young talent between the Donovan Mitchells and the the Jamal Murrays um, of the world. You know, like the that's something that I'm very much looking forward to. So many. Yeah, I I have the Nets, but more Devin Booker. I mean, yeah. uh, the Phoenix Suns. Fuck. You forgot about them. You forget. They yeah, undefeated in the bubble. People didn't make the playoffs, but under- yeah, did not make Incredible. the playoffs. Would love to forgot see about, them. Forgot about Dev. You know, it's like forgot about Dre, see. but yeah. forgot about yeah. like Devin Booker. Yeah, <laughs> you get yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, I, I listen to rap music. <laughs> <laughs> That's the cold open. Uh, <laughs> I'm literally writing it down. Um, I have the Nets, but more specifically, what the storyline I'm more interested in is KD going to come back as KD. That's specifically what I'm interested in because if he's not, then that team is pretty much done. Because um, Kyrie's shown that he can't lead a team. If Kyrie, if KD comes back and he is the KD that we've known him to be, then that team is. I, I don't know that they're the favorite in the East. I don't know if I'll go that far yet, um, but they're yeah, definitely those guys coexist. That's a question. That too. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm, I'm very interested to see the dynamic there. Um, I think my so can I call this a two A two B because these are kind of these are kind of similar in nature. It's go for it. what is going to happen with the two headed stars in Houston and Philly. Do we make it into next season with those two 
those two duos being intact or do we see a shakeup? Do we potentially see a, sa- a shakeup where they switch and they do like a wife swap? Yeah, because I, I just saw a thing about them trying to trade for James Harden. I was just I think, reading that like two days ago. I think that's an interesting storyline. I also don't give a shit about it. Like, it's like, yeah, that's like something that like, yeah, like that, that's something that we're going to be talking about all season. But I just don't care. Personally. Yeah. I also don't know if I ever see Ben Simmons or, or uh, Joel Embiid winning championships either. Unless like, oh, it's too early to say. I know it's too early to say, but like, I don't know. I feel like both of them are missing another player. But at the same time, it's not like they can get a third star in there. Not in their current situation, no. Um, no. And then my third one is honestly going to be like, all right, Bucks, what are we doing, man? Two years in a row, fell short of expectations after being the best team in the league regular season-wise. Like, what are we doing? What are they going to do in that front office to surround Giannis with uh, the talent that he needs to take it to the next level? And, bud, what are we doing, man? What are we doing to change that team up? Are we going to play Giannis a little bit more? Are we going to play him more at the five? That to me is one of the more interesting things because next year is a crucial season for the Bucks. Like, if they don't make it to the finals next year, Giannis is leaving. Like, I feel pretty confident in saying that. Like, he'll go elsewhere if if they can at least make it to the finals next year. I'm gonna I'm gonna raise you if the Bucks don't win the finals next year, Giannis is leaving. I think that's fair. I think Giannis is the type of guy though that would like take that like trip to the finals as progress and like would use that as like, okay, cool, we're making progress. Like let's do a little bit more. Cause I think he genuinely likes being in Milwaukee. Yeah, but how much so are we I how much like are we it. We don't he's kind of quiet. Like how much do we know about you know, like remember Kawhi? You know, like I don't know that the, I would the, I don't know that I would categorize those two the same. Like Giannis is I'm very not, jovial but I'm saying and, yeah, but I'm saying though, like you know, everybody was kind of like, "Well, Kawhi's just this like quiet, like goes about his business superstar," you know, like blah blah. And then we find out, like you know, he's pulling all these puppet strings from from behind the scenes. And I'm not trying to you know compare the two guys. Also, whatever um, happened to his uncle? He he works for the Clippers. Oh, yeah, he got a job as a result of that right. that uh, that signing. He got him. A, he got him a job. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think God, I, I like Giannis has been very outspoken. Uh, relatively outspoken. Like he's not the most most outspoken person, but he's definitely outspoken. He's incredibly jovial, and everything that I've seen is like positive signs. Um, I think that like what the Milwaukee ownership did group did as a result of the um um of uh, the Jacob Blake shooting and like you know dealing with that and 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 putting their money where their mouth is. I think that spoke a lot to Giannis, and I think I, I do think that like if they make the progress next year where they actually make it to the finals, like not just another deep run, but like make it to the finals. I think there's a very strong, well, I guess on the other side of that, if they don't, there's a very strong chance that he's looking elsewhere in the next year. Yeah. I I agree with that. If they don't, I think it might just be the whole make it to the finals thing, because I also do feel like he is someone who is a little bit more relaxed. I don't know how to explain it exactly where I'm trying to think this way, but he seems like someone who, like you said, Jay, where it's like, yeah, we, we made that next step and made it to the finals. Now the next step is actually winning it. Yeah. Now I, the bucks need to change something. I've already, we've already got talked about this a bunch. I think they can do it. And I think they've been done, done a very good job so far. I think what'll end up happening though is Budenholzer won't be the coach if they win. If they don't win, that's one thing. 
it well i what i'm saying is if the bucks were to win a, a championship i don't I knew think what Mike you were saying. will there will be their coach one that oh happens. i see what you mean i think i truly think they need to get rid of bud and i also agree with you where i don't understand why the fuck you honestly playing more minutes at the five like i get that like he works so well at the four but he'll work completely fine at the five too having four shooters like it would work well and i think brooke lopez is a i think brooke lopez is actually a free agent so like they're not gonna be able to afford him robin's definitely a free agent yeah yeah i don't know yeah they got a lot of guys that are leaving and they're also a team who's old so they should get a little maybe a little younger (laughs) but also at the same time people who are capable of playing because it's weird thinking like the two best play well the best player on the Lakers is not AD yet, but LeBron will leave eventually. Um, those are young guys. Those are both like what, 25, 26 year old guys, but then they're surrounded with like a lot of older players. Yeah. So you're going to get, I need, they need to get another star to go with Giannis that maybe is a little younger. Although I know they're going for CP3. So that's exactly the opposite. Yeah. Um, last question. And we'll go fast on this one. Prediction on when the first basketball game of 2021 is Tad. We'll start with you. January 16th. Ooh. For the listeners who don't know that's Tad's birthday. That's why he picked it. I didn't even know if you knew that. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of close. What I'd be. I, for a second when he said that, I was just like, Oh, perfect. Just for you guys' birthday. But I was like, wait, is Tad's January or February? It's January. And then it's like Nikki. Um, November sixth. Let's just get that shit started right now. No, um, I actually think it'll probably be like I'm gonna give realistically March, the first week of March. I don't actually know what day that is, yeah. so probably like that Wednesday or Friday of that first week of March. Yeah, I'm gonna say that too. I think uh, I actually I'm gonna go like mid February. So I'm gonna say February 15th is the first. I don't even know what day of the week that is, but I'm saying February That's Monday. February 15th is the first game we get in the NBA season. I just think from a timing perspective, the draft is supposed to happen in November. Free agency starts in December. For them to start playing in January is just it's gonna be weird. So I'm saying mid February is where we see the season start. Uh, and then we get a late kind of, I actually kind of like that, like January, December timeframe, maybe not February again, but like, I do like having the playoffs go this late into the season. Uh, maybe not this late, not into October, but like if we can get playoffs into like August, like I'm good with that. Yeah. Um, anywho, anything else we want to talk about before we wrap up boys? Nope. All right. Let's plug. Follow me on Twitter at Tad Hall underscore and follow me on Instagram at Tad dot Hall. Follow me, Twitter, Instagram, at Nikki Palooza. You can follow me at J underscore Keyless on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow NBA at NBA Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, if you're feeling it, you know, I know there's a lot of podcast apps out there now. Spotify doesn't even have a rating system. So if you're listening on Spotify, follow us. Uh, share us on your Instagram stories. But uh, if you do listen on iTunes or any other uh, podcast player that allows for uh, reviews, you should give us some. Or one. And then tell other people to give us one. You know, like a referral program. Um, all right. Well, for Tad, for Nikki, for Jay. There's no reward for the referral. Right. We do not pay commissions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Jay's dying. Oh, no. Tad, for Nikki, for Jay. This has been NBA. And we're out. Bye.